or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four ninety-nine. LSD fap acid fapping fapping and acid acid fapping fapping and acid fap 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can 
listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at Subliminal SF. Dot myshopify.com that's subliminalsf.myshopify.com and experience subliminal sf the ministry of lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor.
Searching for a relax, pulling from the jazz stacks cause it's Sunday. On the air is incense, sounds to the ceiling. Trying to get this feeling since Monday. Looking out the window, watching all the people go. Bugging off a funny vibe cause now it seems they're equal. Wonder what would train say, wonder what my pops say. Bugging off the calmness in the apple. Who me? I'm cooling in New York, I'm chilling in New York. The hoods is on my block and the brothers at the court. The baseball hats is on and the projects is calm. And highly recommended. But early birds like me's up checking out the scene. The early worms job, forget about your job. Just come dig the essence while the decadence is hidden. When people act like people, the theory isn't pigeon. If you know the norm, it's like Hades transformed. On Sunday's early hours, the city sprouts its flowers. So get with the rhythms while you get in with the planets. Vibe off the jams, but don't take them for granted. And just chill. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to an episode of Boomtown Chronicles hosted here at Mutiny Radio here in San Francisco. Uh, super stoked to be a part of this, man. Big shout out to uh, Pan ben- Benjamin excuse me, for putting this all together, hosting all the comics and putting on a bunch of killer shows here in the city. If you're around, uh, yeah, this is the sixth one. There'll be another one. And uh, she runs stuff in San Francisco, man. It's been great. Thanks for having me. Uh, today, I'm with a good friend, Isaiah Castillo. Fellow comedian, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. You have a really good radio voice, man. Sexy. Thank you. Yeah. I've been told that by, really? a, by a blind dude. I, yeah. dro- I drove him around one day. He's like, hey, dude, you got a good radio voice. And I was like, that's like an ultimate compliment, bro. Yeah. Did you fart in front of him? That's what I do every time I meet a blind person. Fart in front of him? Yeah. Just to test their ability? Oh, they can smell everything, dude. Yeah. Yeah, they can smell how did, it. How did that go when you just like ripped ass? Did you just like record? Because they can't see you. Oh, yeah. I, I, I ripped ass and um, he just like went, are you Mexican? <laughs> and I was like, yes, I, you know, yeah. Frijoles? What have you been eating? Exactly, yeah, yeah. They know what's up, man. They know what race you are. They know what you're doing. They know who you're fucking, yeah. Just by the just by the fart. Just by the fart, yeah. That's great. Yeah. He, kn- he knew your girlfriend's name just by the. Yeah, she's like, she's Indian. I'm like, yep, she is. Damn, bro. Yeah. <laughs> blind would people it, got some shit going on, yeah. Would you, would you, if you went blind, how bum would you be? I'd be a cool blind person. I'd wear all black and just have like a cane and shit. And I just, feel like, yeah. You would look killer in, in some black Ray-Bans and a cane. Yeah, yeah. you could. I, I'd pull off the blind for sure. I think I could do it. <laughs> As a fashion statement or just in general? Just in general, yeah. I'd kill that. I'd be a yeah. killer blind guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Well, uh, have you done any shows here at uh, Muni just yet? Uh, not, uh, I met Pam like before the second shutdown in January, I think. That's when I came and did this, and they were doing the outs- out- outside shows. Yeah. And then... Um, she put me on the Atlas Cafe show like the day after, and that, that was so fucking fun just to right. be like in the city and doing shows. And LA was like kind of like there was only a limited amount of stage time there. And Pam sure. has been very inviting with me, and she's been very generous and gave me cool. a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. You're the one that uh, sent me Pam's info, and uh, we traded emails before this festival. So yeah, thank yeah. you for that linking me here. Uh, yeah, it was my first time performing in San Fran. Big uh, cross off the bucket list for me, man. It was rad. How'd you like it? Uh, it, it was good. Hopefully we got another show tonight. Go, go well. Um, yeah, man, it, it was uh, a lot of uh, homeless people outside the gig that were uh, a lot of fun to hang out with. And, uh, you know, there's shout, some, shout out to them, man. It, were, it was fun. There's some crazy energy outside that place. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Just L- the vibe is, is a trip. People shit on L.A. about the homeless, but they're not giving SF a good enough rap about them. Do you think, you, think, yeah. what do you, you mean the San Francisco people are... The homeless more entertaining than L.A. or what do you what do you? In term, yeah, I, there's a different kind of uh, homeless energy that comes around okay. here. Yeah, 
But I, everyone thinks homeless like L.A. They always shit on L.A. But no one's talking about San Francisco homeless. All right, they they go hard, man. Oh, they oh definitely <laughs> they, they go, go really. they go hard, dude. There was a dude just double parked in the and just openly selling crack, and it was like a party. It was a, like yeah. a Mad Max block party. It was crazy. Within five minutes of standing outside of there, I I saw um, some meth, a bag of meth, and then brass knuckles Fuck and a yeah. sword. Within a like sword. a sword, five minutes, just falling out of people's pot, just. A paraphernalia and weapon. It just fell out of his bag, and then wow. a pair of brass knuckles fell out too. And I was like, "All right, I think I know where I'm at." That's hilarious, dude. Uh, Mike Bond, he was the host last night. He's a real cool dude, local comedian, and uh, he told me a similar story. Where, like, a, he was waiting for the bus late at night, and this dude had like a sword, <laughs> you know. And Mike wasn't fucking around. He pulled out this fucking knife. He's like, "Yeah, they're gonna have a knife fight in the middle of the street." Like, oh, welcome to San Francisco. The good old-fashioned knife. <laughs> I know, I forgot my knife, dude. I gotta bring that more. Yeah, my box cutter. Yeah. <laughs> nice, dude. Well, um, so you're staying in the area around here? Yeah, and on uh, the mission, like around the corner on Folsom, yeah. My friend just moved out here. Very cool. He goes yeah. to school here or he just to live? Uh no, he, he's like a recruiter, some job like that. Yeah. I have like a bunch of friends who have real jobs and are actually uh, doing things yeah. with their lives. It's yeah, pretty me, crazy. Me too, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. You got your friends getting married and having kids just yet or no? No, but they're like teachers, and I'm like, dude, last night we just did mushrooms, like, and they're like waking up in the morning yeah. and like teaching children. Children, yeah, Man, that's what always trips me. I was like, you cheat, you mind, like mold the minds of yeah. you. Like, we we did drugs last night. Yeah, hell yeah, man, that's fucking awesome. So you do you live in LA these days? That's where you're. I I moved back home to Whittier. Um, it's great, man. I have like getting like, my mom's making me soup and quesadillas, and Soups. I'm just yeah, that's it's fall, man. Oh man, I'm putting on weight, you know, and there you go. I'm just yeah, and I live like 30 minutes from LA. And what right. I what I didn't realize is that no one in LA is from LA. Like I'm very lucky to fucking yeah. have a home and not yeah, pay yeah. rent and just scum off my parents. And uh, if you can pretty, own it, man. I, like, I mean, you're young <laughs> enough to still own it. Bro. You're it's cute. This yeah, outlandish dream. We're like, okay, we'll tolerate it. Exactly. Yeah, it's cute now until I'm like 30, and then yeah, I'm 34. I weird. can't pull it off, bro. <laughs> like, how? What are you doing? Oh, I do comedy. Live with my mommy in the garage. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I live, I live like 30 minutes away, and I go nice. to the Hollywood Comedy Boat. I don't have life outside of comedy, really. I just nice, dude. Yeah, I, you've been killing it, man. I've been stoked to see you. Uh, you thank yeah, you. The pl- talk about more about Hollywood comedy. You've been uh, working the door there. You told me. Yeah, I'm working the door, and I'm learning uh, from Casey does comedy, and and Lizzie there too, and then Jiaying Summer. She's the owner, um, nice. Chinese immigrant, and she opened two locations, and it's just been the most inviting and amazing place to do comedy. Because before comedy, or before the pandemic. Uh, going to LA and doing comedy was not fun. It was oh, not well, a good yeah. time. Oh, I know what you mean, dude. Getting laughs at an open mic that did not happen. Like it was, yeah. it was bullying. It was like high school bullying, where everyone was clicky and just gross, and it was, it was not a good time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that was in a lot of scenes. It could be clicky yeah. for sure. It just kind of bummed me out with like, like you mentioned the homeless vibe in San Fran. Yeah. They seem to be partying. Like in LA, it was yeah. like more downtrodden. A depressing vibe where yeah. it's like you're stepping over dudes to go pursue this dream of <laughs> talking about your penis. Like, yeah. You're about to go do a mic and then you got to like step over someone, you know. Yeah. Excuse me for someone's home. Yeah. <laughs> Please move this tent. Yeah. And it's on uh, the Hollywood comedy's on Melrose, so it's kind yeah. of like that that same energy that yeah, yeah, OMG has. Sure. But I, I think it's a little worse over there, but it's it's been nothing but inviting. It's just everyone's really cool and everyone's and it, so many people started doing stand up after the pandemic and They've been welcomed with open arms and oh, that's cool. Women-based, uh, women-owned um, business, and yeah, all the bookers rad, are women, dude. and they're they're just fucking killing it. 
Yeah, yeah I talked kinda. to Casey the other day, man, and it seems like, like I said, it seems like a great scene, cool thing that you guys are doing down there for sure. Yeah, and then she opened the Pasadena too about that's hers too three yeah, months yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah, okay. And that one, um, I just been learning from Casey and the manager at Hollywood, and then he's gonna send me over there and nice. try to get things going over there because it's not like Hollywood's like on Melrose, so obviously you're gonna get all the traction, but sure. it's a better, it has some, it's a more showroom, it's a good room for shows, nice. and we're trying to get more like the colleges and get the word out there before the Ice House opens. Hopefully. Right, yeah, yeah, of course. Or yeah. even we can help us. We can just stay outside the ice house and just pass Talk out shit. flyers. Yeah, <laughs> Talk shit. Talk shit, yeah. So oh. do you guys do like a slotted sign-up sort of thing for comedians and also showcases? Yeah, slotted. So every hour it restarts, which is cool because like before you used to have to hop around everywhere. Mm -hmm. Now I can just stay in the same place and just do yeah. three mics in a row for sure. and work out the same material. Yeah. yeah, it was always rough doing those lotteries and you're there. And then oh, that's the worst. Called. Like, yeah. I was here all night and I didn't yeah. even get to do five minutes. And all the homie, all his homies just get you keep bumping you. Oh bumping yeah, and you know, I was like, like this guy just walked in and went right on stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's three people left in the audience, and you're like, oh, right, by the time you go up, yeah, by the time you go fuck anymore. Yeah. And then that time, I, I, by that time, I get stubborn. Like I'm getting up. I don't care who's in the crowd. Like I don't, I'm yeah. gonna look like I have schizophrenia. Like I don't care if there's Bounce one person like a boxer in the corner. Like, <laughs> I'm in, man. That's how I get, bro. After, yeah. I just start to get anxiety and like uh, performance anxiety of like wanting to do it. Yeah. And then a lottery, you don't know when you go up. So it's fucking nerve wracking, man. Yeah. And they call you up and you're like, oh, and you run up there kind of flustered. Like, I like it sometimes. It, it is. I it's like it. If you can them. ride that awkward yeah. energy, it's rad. Because I don't think about, I don't like thinking about shit. Like, I, don't, I, I like sometimes you go in a green room and someone's like staring at the wall and like going through their stuff. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like trying to talk and like distract me from feeling anything. Yeah. And then go up when I have to go up. Yeah. yeah, dude, that it it makes sense the way you say that because every time I've been around you, uh, yeah. yeah, you're super chill. Like you don't seem uh, nervous or too hyped. You know, you're right in the pocket. I'm just, yeah, fucking. I'm just downplaying nervous. everything. I'm like, ah, this doesn't matter. I'll get another one. I'll never see these people again. Yeah, that's all <laughs> it's good. It, <laughs> Even when it's the same comics you see every week. You yeah, that? yeah I'll think, never see these I'll people never. again. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget this. Don't forget this. <laughs> nice, dude. That's rad. And uh, how, how long you been doing it though? You're a couple years now, right? Uh, I started October 2019, so going on two years. Hell yeah! But then you know it took eight months off the pen. I had to start. I felt like I had to relearn right. stand up again when we came back. Sure, yeah. Well, and I, then we're I doing mean, not that I know stand up, but like it felt like I was starting all over again. Oh yeah, I know what you mean, dude. We were doing those uh, park mics that were also a little, uh, you know, a little rough, a little different. Oh yeah. People walking their dogs. You yeah. Get, you yelled at a housewife. Yeah, I did. I did yell yeah, at a Karen. Did. I gave her. I, I had pent up energy because a Karen shut down her other show. So I just I I went off on her. Maybe a little too hard, but yeah, the police she came deserved next it. Week. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little too hard. I mean, I it, it wasn't that bad. I was there, man. Like yeah. you, you could have went a little harder. I should have. Out of line, but yeah, I wasn't gonna let her just say she. What did she say? She um. She came up talking oh, yeah. about she pays more taxes than us and like just took it like yeah. <laughs> some snooty rich white woman. I was like, okay, I mean, you could come up and ask nicely. Exactly. Uh, and yeah. be like, hey, this is offensive. But um, it was, it, in the end, it which was. you it, are. You're horribly offensive. <laughs> <laughs> it I, mean, was, I don't even think it was that bad. Like, it was beautiful. Like, I think we both needed it. Cause like. <laughs> it's very cathartic. It was very cathartic. Cause she was like, Karen, you know, she was like probably inside all day, every day. She didn't. Have like a she was probably a PTA mom. She didn't have like That's that seemed, bitchy yeah. energy to get out. So she's like, I'm gonna go to the park and fuck with these comedians, which is so stupid. Like oh, how yeah. how most stupid yeah. if you're gonna fuck with anyone, comedians should be the last people. Well, just coming into a situation <laughs> where the person you're fucking with has a mic and you don't. It's like the same people that yell out in uh, like uh, shows, like hecklers. Yeah. It's like, bro, I have a mic. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know. 
You're setting up, yeah, and especially when everyone in the crowd's a comedian, like I already have, right? They're already on my side. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I felt like you were out of line, but what was I going to do? Tackle you? I mean, no. I mean, she was. She just came up yelling, and I think she'd heard us a few weeks walking her dog. Yeah, this is unacceptable. She was planning that in her head for, for like, sure. For I think like it was weeks. premeditated. Yeah. And, but what was so weird was like. All she came with was like, I fucking pay more taxes than you, you fucking loser. Like yeah. you're a twenty three year old trying to be a comedian. Yeah. Like that's what you're going to She was like, like throwing me fucking. softballs and I was just yeah. hitting them out of the park. Like yeah. she's so stupid. She was like Oh, she's like, You might want to get to the welfare line. Um they're about to close soon. Right. And yeah. I was it was like, like, All right. Yeah. Like no one would hear that inside with her. It's like, Oh, you sound like a douche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I'm on unemployment, I'm taking all your money. Yeah, like, that I'm, was what was funny. No, I'm that was the thing, all. dude. I remember you were slander. That was the thing. Like you were <laughs> saying funnier and funnier things. It was like and, and I kind of felt bad for her because it's like probably her life is not the best. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are you yelling at people at the park? <laughs> yeah, something something's wrong. Oh. But we both needed it. We both um what kind of dog did she have? She didn't, I don't even did she have a dog? Dude, that was the thing, Pam. Like I, I don't remember seeing a dog, dude. It was an <laughs> off leash park though. And I remember saying that at the time. It was like she was a heavy set lady, just like angry and nurse, uh, I think. She had uh, scrubs on. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I don't remember seeing a dog, but if I had to guess it was a Frenchie. Yeah. <laughs> right? But yeah, I can't remember, dude. That part, it was just like a, a dog park. We literally were doing comedy at a dog park. Yeah. It was a cemetery dog park. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, uh, we, we, we said fuck a lot, and some people some people were a little more vulgar. I mean, yeah. we're open micers. I mean, yeah, we have nowhere to go. We're, if we don't do yeah. this, we're going to kill ourselves. So, like, we had to do it there. Well, it was the yeah. only mic. It was the like only said, The only thing we could do yeah. during the pandemic was outside. And people loved it. I mean, that was yeah. just one person. Like, people right. would come on Tuesdays. Like, we didn't even yeah. know. We got a consistent crowd coming. True. And they there loved was, it. Like, 20 people would just show up with their blanket, drinking beer, and hanging out. Because it was like a park. Yeah. It was pretty chill about that. The cops didn't care about people doing that. So it was like a great scene. Amy Trout put that on. Shout out yeah. to Amy out in uh, Ventura. She's Amy Trout. Hilarious. Good producer. Good comedian. Yeah, she's like, the, she's a Penn Benjamin in Ventura. Yeah. Pretty much. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. She runs Fatty Vegan. A vegan punk rock place. Do open mics there now, and yeah, we're back inside. We're back. Inside. Finally, yeah. You know? Everything feels back, yeah. The weirdest thing that I did during the pandemic, I took my little portable battery-powered PA, and I'd stand in line, or I'd stand at the top of the line of Trader Joe's, and I'd just yell at people in line <laughs> and just do jokes, guy, because I had to do something. I didn't know what else to do, and so I was like, well, there's a captive audience here. That's pretty great. Dude. It's like they're not paying <laughs> quick enough in line, and you're just like, hey, man, some of them flip-flops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because there was lines outside the grocery store for the longest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, so right, the Trader right, Joe's right. lines and the Gus's yeah. market down here, because there would be lines all the way around the block. Dang. And it, so I was like, all right, yeah. I'm going to tell them jokes. I try to keep it clean, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, how did it, did it go okay? Yeah, it went great. Hell, yeah. Yeah, people tried to know. give me money. People were always like walking Fuck by. Yeah. They're like, "We've been listening to you the whole way down the hill. Thank you." Thank you. That's yeah, rad. They dude. were like, "This That's is a really cool nice." Compliment. Yeah. Trader Joe's crowd. Yeah. The thing yeah. about comedy in the park was that it's either one of two things. It's oh, there's comedy, cool, or it's oh, there's comedy. This, yeah. this is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> there's people there. We actually got some social media complaints that were all time. Yeah, it was great. I couldn't. One was like something about like dank weed smoke and profanity. You know, like it was more like complimentative, but it was a complaint. I'm like, I don't see the problem <laughs> at all with that. It's like exactly what goes down. We just smoke a bunch of weed and drink and tell jokes. Yeah, it was more about the just hanging out more than the mic, which is like half the fun. 
was just seeing yeah. everyone again, which was weird. It was weird seeing comedians in the daylight, though. That was definitely <laughs> strange. Did not know you guys existed right. in the daylight. You see our that. complexion and <laughs> yeah, our bad like, skin. Yeah. I was like, Usually we're under dimly lit light. You look yeah. a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> blue hue. I was like, you live during the day? What the fuck? It's weird. Right, dude. It's like the girl you went home with that you shouldn't have, and you're like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Exactly. That's what you look like, man? <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> Pam, let me ask you, what was the, the pandemic like here in the city? Because, you know. So things didn't change that much for me okay. personally because since I run the radio station mm-hmm. and radio was deemed essential. Fuck yeah. Oh, nice. So every day I I wouldn't take the bus because I'm not a psychopath, but I'd walk. <laughs> I'd walk from the TL every day. And I still do. So I walk like five miles a day. Dang, pretty crazy. Yeah, that's a far walk. Yeah. Well, it's fine. I love my walk. Yeah. I great. think and I think about jokes or whatever. But cool. so every day I had something to do. So I just I came here and did yeah. things. Yeah, this place is rad, dude. This we're sitting in an old school uh, radio, like an old school radio station, man. It's super, super cool, man. Brought an old CD stack. Like, when <laughs> I was a young man, I was like, oh, dude, I have this still. I played a lot of I played a lot of music when I was here, and then we started doing a lot of weird Zoom things, yeah. which, and I do them here, but then I have them also be on the radio, so I plug it in, and That's so it was cool. like, like look international. So I did a lot of that, and then I started. My neighbors came by, and they were like, he. Uh, used to do comedy uh whatever happened to that and i was like well you know it's the pandemic and they right. said well just do it outside so my neighbor tj was like you should do it outside and i was like are you okay with that and he was like yeah i was like okay a neighbor said it was okay so i put the speakers outside and i just started doing and i, I didn't publicize it all because i didn't want to get in trouble mm-hmm. but i had shows here every friday on the street starting in like end of april Very in good. 2020 so all oh, through right the whole, the, yeah, yeah in the no. middle of the pandemic when yeah. everybody was home alone, I was like, well, we're still doing shows. And so there were comedians. I made people use bags and, and their own microphones. And I was like, keep it safe. None of us ever got COVID. That's so great. it's great. Yeah. And then um, people would hang out the windows next door and the neighbors all came out and they'd bring their own chairs. and Oh, that's rad. And to drink on the street because it was legal i guess during the pandemic oh no yeah the cops kind of relaxed on that That's well cool. it was literally legal because all the bars were closed and people were selling like outdoor oh, drinks like you could okay. sell because all the bars were trying to stay alive so they were selling to-go drinks right like right. everywhere which is like just go to the store right. but so everyone was sort of outside having fun and and it just got to be a thing so the pandemic was great for me like i yeah, thrived I bad, was, yeah and then i started booking a bunch of outdoor shows and um it's been it's been awesome. So I the whole time I never shut down. I didn't ever have that eight month break. I was like, oh, I get ten minutes at least once a week. Oh man, that's so, rad, dude. Yeah, yeah that's I was I was blessed. Hashtag blessed. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. White yeah. lady Muni blessed. Radio, staying yeah. afloat. That's Yay. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again for doing all this. I know you're oh, answering yeah. emails and doing all that like crazy. It's been wild. Yeah, I but believe you. Scheduling is sort of my superhero gift. I used to be a stage manager, there so all the organizational stuff was. Less, not it's in my skill set, so it wasn't difficult for me. But promotions just aren't in my skill set. Like I love open mics, I love weird underground things and all that. But then once you're like, okay, this is real, buy tickets, and I'm like, how do you get people to do that? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) No, I know what you mean, man. I'm still uh, only three years in and doing everything you're doing is like, I just focus on being funny, telling jokes. So producing shows, the whole that's a whole different kit. Yeah, it's but it's been fun. I mean, the only difficulty is like last night I was, you know, I set up the venue and then I ran the door and then I waited for the headliner to get there so I could start the show because I hosted the show and I got up on stage and I, I realized 
I haven't even thought about my jokes all day. Like <laughs> yeah. none of it. But I've had so much stage time this week that I just sort of and no time reached off. into the bag yeah. and pulled out whatever. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yay, me. Yeah, you, yeah. You're no, performing. Thanks for coming yeah. up though, all the way yeah. from LA. I mean it's it's great to have visiting comics and hear Thank new you. voices and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was with the performer with a dude yesterday who came all the way from Boston. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jack Hall. Jack Hall, yeah, was his name. Funny dude. Uh, yeah, so there's people from all over, so thank you again. Yeah. How, how long did it take you to get up here, dude? Like time, like driving up? Yeah. Like six six hours. Yeah, yeah. that's about right. Yeah. Six hour drive. Yeah, I've so done it a few up. times before. Just put on some podcasts, you know. Uh, I wore shorts, like really like short shorts so I can like pee outside of my I, leg. Like, yeah. While you're while driving? While I'm driving, yeah. That's savage. How do you do that? <laughs> so you wear short shorts, right? And then um, you don't wear underwear. And you pull your dick out of the side of the short. I know how that part yeah. works. Yeah, and yeah. Then, that way, because when you pee the other way, when you try to do it up, it like kinks it, kinks your penis. So yeah, it has too much pressure. So you got to do it outside the leg, and then you put, uh, you get a piss jug, and you just pee. Yeah, it. but the piss jug, like you're driving. How I just, I feel like that's messy. Oh you've no, had, no, you've had accidents. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you spill piss all over yourself. You're like, yeah. ow. Yeah, I've had some training. Yeah, but I'm a professional now. I got it down. You know, there's rest areas, right? No, I don't know. Not you for don't me. fuck with those? No, no. <laughs> I pee a lot. I pee. I got a UTI like a year ago, and it's just never been the same. Huh. Yeah, Dang, it's just dude. never been the same. I used to think yeah, I drink I, a lot too. Yeah, I mean that's my problem. I'll yeah. have like a bunch of coffee and drinks. I'm like, fuck, dude. I yeah. Pee again. Six yeah. hour drive every hour. I'm fucking stopping. Yeah. Yeah, I'm addicted to Lacroix. I'll put like six. I'm 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 having addictive personality. I have to drink like six of these. It's not the best city for you, man. Not the best what city. Oh. All these junkies running around. Oh, hey, yeah. Take the personality. Well, I'm, I'm weak, so I'm not weak. I'm uh, Well, I am that, too, but I, I'm broke, so <laughs> okay. it's keeping me alive, yeah. There you go. If you I had money. afford your drugs, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good. Being broke is good. It's good for your health. That's true. Yeah. yeah you can't spend 100 bucks at the bar on Modelo's. Exactly, yeah. I can't believe LaCroix doesn't make their own alcoholic beverage yet. Oh, a, yeah. A flavored. Well, a, a Zima, a new, a new brand of Zima. LaCroix. LaCroix. Yeah, all those. I feel like that's what all those are. Uh, those flavored bubbly waters. Kind of like yeah. Zima, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, rebranding Zima. It's malt liquor. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Nice, dude. So what's it at uh, Hollywood Comedy, dude, working with Casey? How's that been? You said you learned from him? A man's covered yeah. in tattoos and makes bad decisions. <laughs> Shout out to yeah, Casey, though. This guy's the manager of this place, and he's covered in tattoos, has a septum ring, and like has a, a ponytail. Yeah, he's looks like, like he's going to stab you at any yeah. second. But once he puts glasses on, he just goes like he looks like a hipster. Like that's how yeah. it goes from gangster to hipster very quickly. Um, he's the nicest dude in the world. I don't he's know perfect for the. He's the nicest yeah. guy. He's the perfect for the job. Uh, Yang picked the perfect guy because the thing about that happens with a lot of comedy clubs in L.A. is that you have the people who run them hate comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking hate comedy, or they were terrible at comedy, and like they want to be like gatekeepers and stuff. Like there's right. no community. But Casey knows every single comedian, like first and last name. He like. Huh? He makes a fun hang, you know, and, he, and then Lizzie, Always, she yeah. does it. She books and she, the same, she knows comedians, you know, it's a place, the com- the owner, she gives the comedians the keys to nice, run the dude. place. And that's like, that's a big problem with other comedy clubs is that they don't do that. And like right. it just goes to shit because no one cares about comedy. It's comedy first, money second, you know, the money will come if you care about the comedy. Yeah. So like I said, yeah. I saw you guys over the last couple of months and the whole scene uh, at the clubs are like. You can take a noticeable, you know, you guys are standing out noticeably over other clubs just opening up down there. Yeah, it's blowing up, and especially because 
every single club in LA is you got to bring people. You know, you got to bring yeah, bringers. Five people. Or just, just give them money for a couple yeah. minutes. And then your friends are gonna get annoyed with you, and then they're gonna see you bomb, and then they're gonna be like, I don't want to go back. But right. this yeah. place is like gotten so public. I think maybe because of TikTok or just they got on the news. Um, but at least. 60%, 70% of the audience just walk in. What? Yeah, just walking in. And $15 for a ticket, too. They're, They're killing it. That's They're not bad. It, 15 yeah. bucks isn't, isn't unheard no. of, especially in LA. That's pretty cheap. That's what I'm yeah. saying. But, like, like all these people are just walking in, and, like, it's just, like, it's crazy. You don't have to bring people in. It's just, like, makes comedians feel so much better. What you a know? dream. Yeah, what a dream. An audience? To, an audience. Right. A consistent audience. Oof. Do they do a two-item there, or is it just no. 15? Just yeah, 15, you know? And then the That's drinks the are, like, five bucks each. So what? Like, so reasonable, yeah. dude. That's you can have, like, up. a $30 night easily. Dude, honestly, yeah. that's part of why you guys are doing well. Because yeah. to me, a lot of time you pay money to come in, and then they're, like, two-item minimum. Like the comedy store is ten dollars for a Corona. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's like, punchline. It's it was sixteen dollars for an IPA. Oh my wow. god! I bought one the other day. And you're a scared, draft. Like, how much is that? Like, oh cool. Yeah. yeah. Here you and I'm go. like, I'm a comic. Do I get a discount? <laughs> Come on. And they're like, we gotta make our money, Benjamin. Uh, <laughs> but it's at sixteen. That's five dollar drinks. That's amazing. Five dollar drinks. Yeah. yeah. And it's just it's just like so intimate because it's like a like a thirty seater, forty seater. So like you yeah, really so fifteen people. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. It's it's fun. it's so fun. Wow, yeah. it's a, it's yeah. a really good spot and it's blowing up and it's gonna get gonna gonna get bigger. And Zhao Ying, she's like an amazing, amazing owner. Like she um like she just trusts comedians and she loves she, and she's funny, which is crazy for go. a that comedy club helps. owner to yeah. be funny. You yeah, know? for sure. Uh, and uh, she actually got kicked off of TikTok recently, which was like a you big. To talk about she's that making a lot of money. Yeah, I, I mean I'm sure it can, but she uh she made a one child policy joke and she posted it. Oh shit! About China okay. and they yeah, just yeah. kicked her. I ass lived off. in China for a year, dude. Are you Teaching serious? English, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. When? I was fucking like twenty three. Twenty no, twenty one. Twenty one oh, to twenty two. Yeah. Damn, what was that like? <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> had to watch what you texted and called people. No, no, it oh. was like I don't even think I had a cell phone at the time. Oh. It was like ten, eleven years ago, and uh, dude, I was an English teacher, but had no business being an English teacher like I didn't speak Chinese and like they didn't really speak English well enough for me you know you yeah. could, and I was a teacher and they would just give me a room full of like a hundred kids and I would bomb for an hour and a half <laughs> so like doing comedy for 15 minutes bombing is like yeah this isn't that this isn't that bad like I can speak English you can speak English yeah in China it was like dude I can only do tongue twisters for so long yeah like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing <laughs> I was just trying to make money and I was like it was the worst dude but it was all right, man. When I was young, I was about your age. It was pretty. Did bad. you like? Did you meet other Americans, or was it just mostly? Yeah, I was actually there originally with uh, uh, as a study abroad student, like learning history of China, and then stayed around for another six months teaching English. Damn. Or trying to. Let's trying. put it that way. I got fired like five times because they realized like two weeks into it, they're like, "Oh, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing." It's like, no, I don't. I don't know what I'm doing at all. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, it's that's rad that she's uh, killing it, man. Yeah, yeah, she's really kicked off TikTok. I interrupted that story. What, oh, yeah. what was the what was the reasoning behind she, that? She she um she posted a uh, clip of her doing stand up. Yeah, one child policy, and you can't you can't do anything about China on TikTok. Uh, yeah, they'll kick your ass off right away. Yeah. You you they they that's crazy, yeah. dude. So she she has a joke about the one child policy. Yeah, because she was she's Chinese. She was she was part of the one child policy. Like her her grandma or her her mom found like and TikTok is away, yeah. Chinese. Yeah. 
So oh, it they. Is I was just thinking that they own. They own, yeah. They own TikTok. So you can't even if you start searching wow, stuff dude. about China, they will kick your ass. They're they don't fuck around. Wow. No. Yeah. No, they don't. Fuck. Super yeah. censorship. Yeah. Yeah. It's a communist. Yeah. Yeah. In wow. China, dude, it was it was ever apparent. Like it felt like people were watching me sometimes. Like dudes were like following me around the park. I'm like, oh, this oh, is my weird. God. Dude. Yeah. yeah. And other people told me that too. As like college <sighs> students. Yeah. Because they thought you were some underground. Like no, I think they just Marxist keep tabs who's... on people, like Whoa. just no matter what. And I was living in this little, uh, it wasn't little, it was a big city, but there's no other honkies huh. looking like this. So like two blocks away, you'd see me. And uh, if anyone else was non-Chinese, we'd like wave to each other because we were just, we stood <laughs> did, out. Like, did the girls, crazy. were they in love with you? Did you have to no. like push the snatch off with a <laughs> no, stick? Uh, no, they Nunchucks? were actually very scared, like intimidated. Huh. And uh, I, I'll tell this story real quick. Uh, I found out they kept calling me Waiguajin, probably not pronouncing that correctly. But this adorable little girl, like a two, three year old little girl, pointed at me and wide eyed was like, Waiguajin, Waiguajin. And her parent just pulled her along. So I asked my student, like, what that meant. And he reluctantly told me that means a foreign devil. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> like oh. <laughs> because I, I thought it was adorable. Like, I was, like, waving at her. Like, oh, hey, hi, little girl. Hey, little and then I find out, like, oh, no, she thinks you're of the devil. And I was like, oh. Well, okay. you do have red hair, red beard. Yeah. I could see how being any sort of uh, American or w- especially like a white American, again the women were like intimidated. And the bifurcated What's tail it? and the hay fork yeah. probably yeah. like really. Yeah, and then when they found out I was Jewish, they're like, "Oh, get them!" Oh, okay. <laughs> no, get them. No, dude, I literally said that a couple times, and they it would be like a a thing where like everyone in the room would be like. They would speak amongst themselves, be like, he's Jewish, and they'd be like, oh. <laughs> like, they'd never seen a Jew before. It blew their mind. Like, yes, drink it in. I think they, they left me on a few jobs because I said that. They're like, we can't fire him. He's he's Jewish. And then a few weeks later, like, we're going to let him go. <laughs> what was your favorite part of China? I'm intrigued. Favorite part of China? Probably leaving. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I really did enjoy the history because I went there as a, a history student with uh, American university and, and obviously china is rich with history and architecture and stuff like that so like learning uh learning there was really cool um yeah i mean it, it was great like i also taught students in a uh, table tennis i'm actually really good at and like it blew their mind it fucking would blow their mind because they thought i was not good and i would go play with them and like once they saw me play like everyone would be like dude i want to play you so i'd end up playing for hours just because like they couldn't believe a white dude could play. Damn. They would kick my ass, though, because, like, anyone who was really good was, like... I played, like, a 16th-ranked dude in the in the province. Like, he was, like, the man. And it was, like, an honor to play him, and he <laughs> kicked my ass, dude. It was, like... You guys, like, like oh, it's an honor to... Well, no, like, well, I was already before? playing, and me and my buddy Jeff, we were, like, pretty good at table tennis, and they were impressed. And so we just, like, people kept challenging us, and it was rude to say no. And we'd been there for hours, dude. And this, the guy finally challenged us, and... It was like again rude to say no. So this like 16th ranked dude just whooped our asses, and it was but it was like an honor to play him, I guess. And we hung out with him a couple more times. He took us out drinking and Ooh. yeah, they drink a lot in China. The I... dudes, fuck yeah, dude. That was surprise. That's probably the most surprising thing. I went there thinking that yeah, I'm Irish, like I could drink, and then it's like no, nah, dude. The Chinese dudes. Were they drinking like beer or um, vodka? Or... They do uh, warm beer. They don't oh, drink. God. Yeah, they drink warm beer and they shoot it. They say gombe and you have to finish what's in your glass or it's like rude. And then they drink this stuff called baijiu. It's a rice liquor and that mm. stuff's gnarly. It like 
rice liquor? Yeah, rice. That sounds like a racial slur. Like sake. No. It's like 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 moonshine sake. Yeah, exactly. That's what it tastes like too, man. And you get like a flask for like seventy five cents. So like a buddy of mine would get two of them and he'd be blacked out drunk by the end of the night. Wow. I could never drink the Baja. That shit was too too strong. Seventy five cents to get blacked out. Yeah, it was like a little flask, wow. and you get That's like a good deal. Oh yeah, it was China. That was great. I mean, you get food. What yeah. was the worst part of China? Um, I was just being homesick, and I just didn't, I didn't fit in, dude. I didn't make mm. friends, like even amongst the foreign other foreign exchange students. Like they huh. really didn't like me. And what? Oh uh, yeah. What did you do? You're so likable. Uh, I don't know. Maybe when, uh, early twenties, maybe not so much. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Thanks for saying that, though. I appreciate it. I question it all the time. I was like, am I likable, or is he just? Con man, he's no. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just like was homesick, and after a year gone, it was like I'm ready to come home, sort of thing. But yeah, I, I recommend it to people going if you're like traveling to places that are totally different than America. Yeah, fucking go check it out. Yeah, I had a layover in Shanghai. I went to Southeast Asia. And I thought it was. Um, I looked outside. I thought it was just overcast. But then when I had my second layover, I was like, oh, it's just like that all the time. Yeah, it's the pollution. Yeah, yeah it's the pollution. And like everyone's just eating cup of noodles. Like it's all they eat. Yeah, they, Ron, they just yeah, have yeah. like stations of hot water, and everyone's just like mm-hmm. that's for the tea. And I had like two dollars left in my bank account, so that's what I was eating. Mm-hmm. Oh, would, that was my whole life. Bro. Yeah, like just, yeah, it was like my college years around your age, like yeah. I said. So I'd like reluctantly call home, and be like, "Hey, can I get like so many flavors?" Bucks? And that would last like a good long time. Because huh. the whole shop was just any flavor you can possibly think of of cup of noodles. Or, oh, uh, for sure, it was, it was oh, yeah, so dude. good. Yeah, the food was good, dude. I'll I'll say that there was some interesting, strange food that I my students would take me to eat. Like soup houses that were just like every part of the animal, mm. so that was a trip, and it was like hard to be like, yeah, I don't, you know, you wouldn't say you didn't like it, so you have to power it down. But it was like, yeah, you know, yeah, it was cool. Go to China, check yeah. it out. I uh, no, you can't say anything crazy though. They'll fucking oh, I tried to go on Instagram, it was blocked. Snapchat you? was blocked. Yeah, it blocked you. It blocked and everything. And then I was just watching the kids, and like they basically had like a TikTok, and it was just all just like stimulation of just like cooking and like just like nothing. Just everything's just blocked there. Yeah, you can't yeah. get any information. I wanted to tell him something and be like, "Yo, you know, it's not the same." No, my my <laughs> history professor is an American professor. He said, "Hey, what's in our book? You're do not talk about with the students. Yeah, wow. it's not okay." I was like, oh, "Okay." What's your so your degrees in history? Mm-hmm. Cool. And political science, you know, is oh, in, as interesting as that is to talk about. Well, it just means that you're <laughs> never gonna have a real job. Well, that's I mean, what I st- I stopped going to school. I was like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah, you know, like it's like, why am I paying a hundred grand for this that nobody wants to talk about? A hundred grand? Some what kids school do. did you I, go to? No, I didn't. I didn't. But okay. I got buddies that are like in the whole twenty-five to a hundred grand for school. I'm like, I, what are you doing? I know people that have theater degrees from like places that cost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. All like it's like, why would you get a theater degree? Yeah. Is it because you hate your parents? You hate. <laughs> you your, wonder that sometimes. You right? hate your rich parents. You hate your future. Is what yeah. It's like you got a two hundred fifty thousand dollar. Debt, well, no, yeah. it's that their parents are rich and paid for the whole thing, oh, and so they just can yeah. do whatever they're like. Yeah. I'm gonna get a theater degree. Yeah, I grew up in uh, Galita, Santa Barbara's right near uh, Montecito, where Oprah lives. So, Ooh. I, I'm, I'm like a working class family, but I grew up with a lot of wealthy, privileged kids. So, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, fifty thousand—that's nothing, honey. Keep going to theater school for eight years. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> it's about the experience, right? Yeah. Go to. UCSB, I'm only ten G's in debt. Hammer drunk. Yeah. Experience. It's experience. <laughs> <laughs> Got to find myself for 200 grand. Yeah, that's what blows my mind, dude. <laughs> and everything's available online now anyways. That's, what, that's with yeah. me. With history, it's like, dude, you can read the shit for free. You don't yeah. need to. 
You okay, don't need the syllabus. Premium. You can even download the syllabus from a lot of different places and then look up the books. And right? then be, it's like, yeah. why do you, why nice. do I need that person to talk to me about it? I think I can read by myself. Did you do school, college? Yeah, I just graduated. Fuck yeah, oh, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm, right, only, uh, congrats. I'm only 10 G's in debt. That's pretty that's great. good. great. That's nothing. Yeah. yeah that's reasonable. And it was, yeah, on, reasonable, it was all online, too, so maybe I might be able to get So how smart something. are you, then? Oh, it was. Uh, I went to Cal State Channel. It's a C student school. Yeah. C student school. Oh yeah. What was your degree? School. It was business, and then I started oh, okay. doing comedy. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck this shit!" Like, I'm not gonna. Because I thought I wanted like I had a business idea for like a drive-through liquor store where I work at, but like, why not just put healthy food in there? You know, just ring out the hipsters. You know, like, and ring out the, the health craves. Like a drive-through Trader Joe's. Just out your. Yeah, basically, yeah, organic idea. shit, and just like milk them for all they got. You know, and in uh, Santa Barbara that would kill. Yeah, for sure. Because like, like you can't you can't drive through anywhere and get like an apple or a fucking smoothie drive-through. Smooth, yeah, so, or anything like or a salad or anything like that. So, but they just teach you how to be a worker in business. Like they teach you how to write okay. memos and just. Like be an office worker right. and I wear was like, a suit. Yeah, wear be boring. <laughs> yeah, be more, yeah. Do it. So then I started doing comedy and then You're like this doesn't go together, yeah. sir. And then we the, don't have jokes in business. Exactly. I was like, I'm gonna get or, uh, canceled or fucking fired for half the shit I say. So then I uh, I go up to my counselor and I, I do my open mic and the next day I go to my counselor. I'm like, can you get me out of this, like please? And he's like, you can take liberal studies. We'll take all your business credits. You can take whatever classes you want. I was oh, like, okay. give me that. There no. you go. Just I almost dropped finish? out. Yeah, I almost dropped oh, okay. out. I was like, I already paid this much money. Like, right. No, that's a good in. move, dude. So that's a like, good move. I'm going to finish. So I have a degree in, in nothing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Whatever, dude. Like you said, Terrible. you finished. I quit, dude. I didn't even get the degree. I did all that work. was almost done. I'm like, you know what? Like you did. I'm like, yeah. fuck this. That was so close. I was on the edge, but I was like, ah. I'll just do it. I made your family proud, didn't it? Your mom was so happy. Oh, my graduation party, like, we didn't we, we didn't think you were going to make it, dude. Oh. <laughs> me neither, mom. Me neither. Me neither. I was like, like me my mom's still, ha- like, ragging on me 10 years later. It's like, you need to finish. Well, you Stop. can't now. that your, your college credits expire after seven years. Son of a bitch. So if you so don't go good. back within seven, you have to... Redo all of it? Redo all of it, yeah. Damn. They your want credits all expire, back. yeah. That's bullshit. It is. I, um... <laughs> Yeah, so I, yeah, I finished with the liberal studies, and I was like, dude, this is nice, dude. Yeah, you got a degree, bro. Yeah, I got it. Oh, mean, but man. it was. I think being online made it a lot easier to graduate because my capstone was like, look, if I can give you all A's, I would. And he basically did. Like, if he turned in one paper a month, and he's like, I'm, Stoked. I'm done with. Thick. I don't even read these, man. Just yeah. make sure you turn them in. I turned in another my final. I turned in a final from another class, and he gave, he didn't nice. even notice. Fuck yeah. Every, all the professors were just over it, like. They're just over COVID. They're over everything. They're like, just just graduate. We we know that you lost your college experience, so we're gonna. We know take you're it gonna easy. bail and go tell jokes. Yeah, exactly. Take so, it easy on you. Yeah. Did they you were. start comedy while you were in college? Is that what you meant? Like you started doing comedy. You're like, you know what? Fuck business. Yeah, I. Uh, Fuck yeah, dude. I do you remember that uh, it was right around the corner from uh, Hong Kong Inn. It was the Oak mm-hmm. Oak and Main. They used to have a, sh- yeah. a show yeah. there. And I just saw a guy's bomb, and I was like, well, I could do that. Yeah. I, do that. I, I, like, that. I embarrass myself every That's day. Like, funny, dude. That was the same thing. I watched an open mic. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could do that. Yeah. Like, they were not that good. Or yeah. not everybody, but a few people. You're like, I could at least do that. Yeah, you got to see people bomb. Because when you watch, like, people on TV, you're like, I can't do that. Right. You're yeah. watching Chappelle. Yeah, that's a high bar. Yeah, I remember watching Louie when I was a kid. I'm like, he just seemed like he was just talking. Like, right, yeah. It just seems like he was say about Louie, dude. He's just making shit up. I'm like, I can't be that, like, funny on the spot. It's clever, man. That's what they overlook in comedy because you think it's stupid jokes but it's actually very clever it's know? yeah you're tricking people almost like not all comedy but some yeah. comedy good comedy you're almost like somewhat clever yeah yeah you're like it's, you're pretending like it's your first time saying it when right. it's really like you're a thousand time right or, yeah yeah should be like you're just talking yeah 
That's were you, a, were you uh, when you did your first mic? Did you do well or well enough? Obviously. Yeah, I got I got a few laps. It was I went to Santa Barbara. I did like a open mic there, was and it was a really supportive mic? crowd. No, it was uh, it was a college mic. Like oh, at uh, yeah. yeah. So they're really supportive and like really cool. So I didn't bomb. So you're just so handsome. They're like this guy's cool. He's got yeah. a great hairline. Yeah, I tricked sweet him. Sweet beard. Yeah, I just smiled and you know did weird movements like Cristalia and except minus the pedophile stuff, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. That's all I that's did. Yeah. Good... I just danced on stage, and I'm like, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you like his energy. <laughs> and I got it. Well, and actually, most people there were bombing, so actually, I I think that helped me out. The first two guys bombed. So, like, I had, you like... You came up, did okay? I came up, did, got some laps. I was like, all right, that's it. I'm doing this forever. Nice. It was pretty, it was pretty easy from there on, yeah. Pretty easy from there on. I mean, well, I've like, my... at ladies in parks. <laughs> Well, just like in terms of like what I want, I knew from there. I was like, "This is no, what I, I do." Yeah, that's, that's right. I was like, "I can, be, I can get good at this." Yeah. Were you I'm a like, fan your whole life of comedy? Uh, I, I was like, I don't know. I was, a, I was like only child for like seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. So I just like I was outside. I didn't have no one showed me anything. Like I didn't know MTV. I didn't know Comedy Central. Like I didn't know these things till I was like probably like fifteen or sixteen. I didn't okay. start watching. Com- I didn't know what comedy was, and when, when I did see it, I was like, I can't, I can't do that. Sure. I felt like um, George Carlin. I was like, that guy's fucking. Yeah, we'll talk about clever. That yeah, guy. That guy's like a religious. You know, like he's preaching in a religion up oh, there. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, Carlin oh. was the guy when I was like a little boy. We were driving across country, Florida, back to Cali with my dad, and he had a cassette tape of Carlin back to school. It was called, and I just remember thinking, like, what a cool job. Yeah. I was like 11, but like I'd always I, that memory just always stuck in my head, and I didn't start till I was 30. Two, so it's like you know that that little seed stuck in my head for twenty years, and it wasn't like I can do this. It's just like what a cool job. Yeah, I didn't understand it. Like I, my um, my uncle showed me Fluffy uh, Gabriel Iglesias, nice. yeah, he's and he was by that time he was selling out arena. So I was yeah. like, oh, he's opening for like a basketball game. Like I didn't know yeah. all those people he came out it, for dude. one person. Yeah. That that didn't like just couldn't register in my mind. Right. It still doesn't register in my mind when I see like yeah. People have the same spirit as for a whole football team for sure. one person, which Dude, is I saw, fucking crazy. I saw Gabriel at Ventura Fair. It was uh, if you're at the fair, you come into the show for free. Fourteen thousand people. The fire marshal had to be like, "Hey, we're full." We're oh my capacity. god! And, and dude, he had a blast. He did like an hour and a half. What? Yeah. And then he did. He does this thing at the end of his set. He'll come back and do like the the greatest hits of Fluffy, like all the jokes everyone knows, and people sing wow. them back to him, dude. Oh my! Like he, I've seen him like three times. He's just such a fucking good dude. Like my dad met him at an airport and yelled Fluffy at him, and Fluffy came up to him and was like hanging out with him and talking to my old man and like was just the nicest guy. Wow. And it's cool to hear like these guys you look up to are nice. Yeah, to me at least. Like, yeah, because they seem nice on right screen and then. You never know if they're actually like that. And some people are assholes. Would, on you know, if Fluffy was actually like a dickhead. And like a fake, <laughs> you'd be like, oh man, that like ruins his whole like persona. You know, just a fucking diva. Yeah, yeah. it's like a diva with his glasses. And like, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> That's rad, man. Well, uh, I think we've uh, been talking long enough, bro. You got anything else you want to plug or say? Or uh, no, not really. Uh. No, not really. <laughs> Took business. Why is I'm, it, like, I'm a funny guy. Why is it called the Boomtown Chronicles? Uh, Boomtown is uh, one of my favorite movies was Tombstone. Oh, uh-huh. And uh, Tombstone is called the Queen of the Boomtowns. So it was like a combination. Like in high school, I, was an, uh, I still am like a painter. And so like the world I create is like Boomtown. And also when you take mushrooms, you'd always say you go to Boomtown. So uh-huh. it's like a, a multiple thing. And it's always been a thing of mine for, like I said, I came up with it like in high school. When I was like 14 with your buddies drawing. And then it just kind of stayed. Like, you know, I transitioned into doing comedy. And I was like, again, the boom town. It just, 
you know, it's a boom town in the silver days was like those silver mines that became a town and then aren't anymore. Those were like the boom towns yeah. of the West. And like I said, me and my buddies always take mushrooms younger and it's like, yeah, we're going to boom town. And, you know, just something <laughs> stupid. That yeah, I that's kept, great. You know, that I kind of, yeah, I like. So. What well, was the first time you did mushrooms? First time I was, uh, I want to say 15, maybe 16. And I was just around the corner from my dad's house at a buddy's house and we ate them at his house. And I'll never forget, it was fall, so the leaves were like, you know, the cool colors and shit. And I, I just remember they were kicking in, and I didn't know what it was yet. But then I remember looking up at the trees and being like, oh, this is it. This, yeah. is, this, is, this is rad. This tree is cooler than I've ever seen. It was a tree you've seen your whole life. Yeah. You know, like my dad said, I was like, this tree is amazing. I was like, oh, I'm high. I'm <laughs> so, yeah, and then, like, I took him a bunch, like, Seth Rogen, like, kind of style, where, like, clearly that dude takes rooms a lot. But now that I'm older, it's kind of calmed down, hmm. you know. Maybe once a year these days, but, you know, I'm an adult with responsibility. So when I t- go, like, get all messed up like that, I just fucking tend to have, you know, worry attacks over dumb, stupid stuff. Do you, yeah, do you, is that, does that, that happen when you get older? You just, you just start to worry more? I, I've is always that, had anxiety, dude, since worry? I was a teenager. But oh. nowadays, now that I'm older, I know the certain things that trigger it. Like, oh. dude, I can't tell you how many times I did cocaine and was like, not until an adult that I'm like, hey, I don't like this drug, dude. This is not for me. Like, this makes me all paranoid and anxious. And it's yeah. like, it's hey, fun make an for adult 10 seconds. decision. Yeah. So like that one for sure. Um, Do you have kids? Uh, not not yet. My we're, we've been married two years, just over two years, and we're because of COVID, we kind of delayed everything. It was a little sure. weird. But yeah, we're we're planning on all that good. You stuff. got married right before COVID. Right before June. Right before, and then my wife and I went and saw my brother in New York in January. And we both got sick and like in a weird way. And then like six weeks later was like the shutdown. So we wow. weren't ever officially like said you got COVID, but we were both pretty sure that we, because it was like it. this weird sickness where you didn't feel right. But then it was like, it was gone within three days. Huh. And then again, it was like Manhattan at the epicenter. Six weeks later, everyone shut down. So it was right. like, oh, chances are. Chances are you probably, something happened. Yeah. But then why not have a baby during COVID? It just makes sense. You were both home the whole time. <laughs> Um, I don't know, just the idea of going into the hospital, oh. and doing checkups and like doing that sort of stuff. Sure. Okay. You know, it's just, you know, I just, and you didn't know, weird. you didn't know if we were going to all die either no, in the well, beginning. Yeah, we're, we're oh, yeah. exactly. Now that the more information's out and yeah. the kids aren't really getting sick and, uh, um, just my wife and I are pretty health conscious. So like sure. we exercise and take care of ourselves. So it's like, Hey, even if we did get COVID, which I'm pretty sure we did, but it's like, we're. We're pretty sure we'd be fine. We're just worried about, like, our baby. Sure. We're, yeah, it's just, it gets yeah. weird. Like, the new phase of my life, like you were saying, like, as you get older, it's like, yeah, dude. Now I have anxiety about, like, dude, I got to pay the bills. I got to do this. I got to do that. It's like, you're 23, dude. It's, I'm so stoked to hear you're like, dude, I was in business school. I said, fuck that. Yeah. I'm going to be a comedian, dude. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I wish I had thought that when I was your age. Uh, same with me. I wish yeah. I would have found it. I didn't find it until I was 36. So yeah, I was 32. So it's like, dude, I wish that I was, yeah. when I was 21. Yeah, just said, fuck it. This is yeah, what I'm this, doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the, like, Chappelle and Kevin Hart and all the guys. I think Gabriel's another one. Like, that's what they thought, like, at 14, 15. You're like, That blows those, my mind, yeah. Yeah, like, well, even, like, LeBron James. Like, he knew he was going to be LeBron James at, like, eight. And it's, like, just impressive that people have that. Have I didn't heard know the, what the fuck I was going to do. Have you heard the Eddie Murphy thing? He went to – or his family went to a psychic, and then he just, they told oh, him someone. Yeah, yeah. I did hear And that. then he yeah, was, like, cool five story. years old, and he looked at the TV. He's like, I'm going to be famous one day. Yeah. yeah like, crazy, crazy shit like that. Yeah, even his brother, though, Charlie, man. like he yeah. was, Charlie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, he was great. And then uh, even short-lived fame that he had, you know, R.I.P., 
he uh, wasn't a stand-up comic, but was kind of thrust into that because of the success of the the Chappelle show and kind of oh. learned in the arena setting how to do comedy. I heard. Yeah. He was in Pootie Tang though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. a comedic like actor, yeah. like with movies, but doing like stand-up comedy. Sure, sure. Like his brother, famously was that. But yeah, it's just cool. I mean, it, I love stories like that, dude. Where, yeah, that blows my this mind. is what I'm doing, and then you did it, and you're like, fuck yeah, man. That's I so think the inspiring. mushrooms helped too with a little bit. I did like a crazy. I took way too much my first time when I was okay. like 19, 20, and I saw like, God, and you it's know, like you should be a comedian, <laughs> Isaiah. Well, uh, it wasn't like as white, black and white in that, but it was yeah. like I'm not, I'm not gonna like do the regular. I'm not going to listen to what my parents want me to do and get oh, yeah. business and, like, get a job. I'll fucking kill myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. I, my own man's that way. Yeah. Just, like, he he marches to his own beat sort of thing. And, like, yeah, yeah man. I've disappointed my mom for years. Yeah, but me too. Yeah, you know, she still loves me. <laughs> she even sent me a message, like, how'd the show go? I'm real proud of you. So, like, she's always been supportive but wanted me to do, like, school. And she like, that's why it's, yeah. like, cool. You finished it. But, like, hey. I'm not going to be a businessman. I'm not going to master's in business. I'm going to do comedy. Yeah, and, like exactly. you're putting in work, dude. That's the other thing. Like some people say that, and then it's like they go to open mics once a week. It's like, dude. Yeah, they see they were cool now. I mean, they see me now, and like I, once I graduated, like they're like, yeah, just yeah. Uh, got you got the paper or whatever. And now they know yeah. I'm I'm know I'm out every single night, fucking losing sleep and working going hard, after dude. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's sometimes your parents don't see it, but like. Yeah, man, like I said, for you or the people we do comedy with, like, there's a good amount of people. And, like, what you and Casey are doing, it stands out, and it's impressive. It's yeah. inspiring. Because when, when I see, you know, my friends doing well, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. And yeah, you're always... I'm not like, like fuck them, I'm not going to get it. I'm like, yeah, dude, fuck yeah. I yeah. want to do what they're doing. And, like, just, you know, I don't like the people that are negative. Like, if I don't, if they're getting a spot, I can't get a spot. It's like, no. Nah, yeah, it's not how it works. It's so stupid to have that mentality. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's why I like yeah. you and Casey. You're all always real fucking positive, dude. Ka- yeah. Like I said, Casey looks like a convict and shit, but he's the <laughs> nicest fucking he's, guy in the world. He's such a nerd too. Like he's like head to toe tattoo, septum ring, but like he likes yeah. like Naruto and he plays like Nintendo. Like he's yeah, he's, he is, he's, he's the nicest, sweetest dude, and it's like could have been your cellmate. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, that guy's awesome. And what 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 they're doing over there is awesome. And just I, every I feel like uh. There's been like a com. I mean, in every art form, but there's been like a renaissance after the pandemic where everyone's so. like kicking into another gear. Like yeah. I've seen like other comics that were like were, they were like they were like all right before, and then after like something kind of just like clicked in their head, and like they are like comedy and their persona and just everything just kind of like at a ramp speed, yeah. like a little on a higher frequency. It seems sure. like it seems like it was a reset for the whole comedy scene and just just oh, everyone. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Fucking how many big big names left L.A. in general? Yeah. Went to Austin. Austin's got a new scene. Not yeah. that I know much about it. But, um, yeah, dude, it's just, like, Pam, you were, you were lucky enough to be essential, right? Where it's like we were yeah. deemed not. Where it's like, hey, man, comedy isn't essential, like, being funny, be, like, bringing joy to people. You know, I was, I was thinking this, like, earlier today. It was, like, about the homeless population outside, you know, just in general, L.A. or here. It's like, dude, the amount of times I've talked to homeless dudes and they said some corny, hacky joke. It's like, yeah, dude, they want to laugh too, man. So it's like everyone having comedy and that sort of thing like does bring happiness to the world. At least that in my mind, I'd like to think that. Like Dave Chappelle and Gabriel Iglesias make the world a little bit better. Pam's definitely making this area a little bit better with what she's doing. I did a, I did a, I did a show once in Civic Center because for the questionably housed, because I was like, it's the pandemic. Mm -hmm. There's no audiences, but the questionably housed were there, all of them. So I went to Trader Joe's. I used my food stamps and I bought a ton of ice cream cones. Nice. And I went to the Mitsubishi Center with my little rig and I set up and I said, if you listen to me and my buddies do comedy, I'll give you ice cream. 
And they were like, okay. And they all sat down on these steps and there were like 50 of them and they listened. We each did like 10 minutes and they stayed and I gave them all ice cream cones and it was like, thanks. You guys are a great audience. Yeah, dude. That's right. And that's what I mean, dude. That's yeah, dude. Those guys, that probably is memorable and is like a super cool, awesome thing you did. Ice cream and comedy for those dudes. They're yeah. probably like stoked on it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was middle of the afternoon. They weren't doing anything else anyway. I don't think they usually are, right? Like, yeah. So I, was <laughs> like, I won't smoke right. meth for 20 minutes. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I guess I could watch this. It was, it was, it that's was rad, good. dude. No, that's really cool. Yeah. I don't mean to uh, downplay that. That's a really cool thing. I would have loved to have been a part of that. It, well, it's just stage time. I mean, 